Hello, everybody. Uh, so welcome to my very first podcast episode of Divorce and Other Stuff. Um, so I think for the first podcast, it would be good for me to share what happened in my marriage and when why we came to the decision of divorce. And I'm hoping to hear from a lot of people about their stories. Again, we're going to keep it all anonymous. And we're going to hope that we can all work through this really tough time together. But anyways, I wrote my stuff down so that I could stay focused and I could stay respectful. So if you hear me kind of reading through it, it's because I'm kind of just reading through it, honestly. But anyways, here we go. I want to start off by saying what this podcast is and why I created it. It is about my personal journey through divorce and dating and all other things that interest me when it comes to relationships. I haven't quite decided if I wanted to do more yet, maybe more. When I finally shared on social media that I was getting divorced, a lot of my friends contacted me and admitted that they too were going through divorce and that they appreciated my honesty. We talked, we laughed, we shared our lives and the reasons we came to the decision of divorce. And truthfully, it made me feel good. I felt good that I was helping someone work through their own divorce. I felt good to validate their feelings. It felt good to say, I support you and I understand you. I like to think that they left the conversation with me feeling more at ease with their decisions. However, I don't want anyone to think that I'm advocating for divorce because I'm not. I will always ask you if you feel like you've made an effort to understand each other each other's point of view and feelings did you try therapy i will always advocate for sincere efforts to save a marriage but if someone or both parties are done then they're just done with that being said i'm going to make this first episode about my divorce to be clear we are not divorced yet but it is happening and it is inevitable i met him on a dating website in 2013 I was a year plus out of a really traumatic, emotionally abusive relationship. The man married my sister for crying out loud. Anyways, that's a story for another day. But yeah. And my current husband and I, we talked every day online for about three months. And I lived in Jamaica and he lived in the US. And after the three months of talking, I finally flew out here. Uh, to meet him. He lived about 45 minutes from where my dad lived in in this state, because I don't want to say what, I mean, my friends know, but you know, in this state, if anyone's listening. Um, so it was very easy to kind of meet him and go on a date. And we had our first date on New Year's Eve, and it was great. We spent time together after that, and um, yeah, it was, we left, we left it off on a very, very good note. Um, I went home in mid-January and I had school and I had work and around April 2014 I came back to visit him and um, well you know I spent almost I think two months there and I said hey I, I have to go home now I can't I can't just stay here forever I have to go home um and that's when he's like well no I want you to stay you know let's we should get married 
and I, I think that's how the proposal went because I don't remember it being like beautiful or romantic in any words more like I want you to stay let's just get married and um I remember thinking wow I, I really I really love this guy and he's very gentle he's nothing like I've ever experienced um yeah I'm I'm gonna go for it so you know fast forward to September 2014 we had a very small DIY marriage and now I made a note in my notes for this that a little before we had gotten married sometime around I'm gonna say August we had a really really major argument and the argument was about him not pulling his weight and helping me plan the wedding because it was a DIY wedding and I was doing most of it by myself and his dad was paying for the reception hall and the catering but he didn't really help me with anything else and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because this is a very important fact to note that we had an argument about him not pulling his weight with the wedding so we're gonna you know skip on down yeah we had our wedding we went on our our honeymoon to Florida um we moved in with his dad because he said he wanted to help us kind of save our money so that we could get an apartment that was that was going to that was like a a weird time for me because there was a lot of things that were said to me that I thought was kind of outright disrespectful because one of the things was like someone had said oh well it was it was fine to say the n-word in my house when I was younger and this is after I had mentioned that I am part black and part Indian and that was said to me and there was another time when someone also said to me um well it's a good thing that you're poor because he's also poor so you know that's good that's good and another time I was told that I gained weight because I did not have any food in my home country. So I came here and gained weight. This is after relaying a story that my mom had it really hard. And there were days when we didn't have food, but she really tried her best. Like I relate that as a like, hey, I had some tough time, but I was told I came over here and gained weight because I didn't have any food at home. So I just want to know that that's what I dealt with. Anyways, I, 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 I don't know if I want to excuse that because I probably said some stuff that they considered offensive to because culturally we're different. So I may have said some stuff that they didn't particularly like. Either way, I feel like those were kind of out of pocket because it was like, wow, really? Or, okay, cool. Thanks for reminding me that I grew up without food sometimes. So yeah, I, I needed to be reminded that I was gaining weight and I was poor. So thank you. You know, I, I forgot, but thanks for the reminder. Anyways, we were ready to kind of get out of there real quick. So, you know, his his dad ended up helping us sign for an apartment because we had all the money and we had the down payment and everything because we, we both worked multiple jobs, but his credit was really bad and I hadn't gotten my green card yet. So I was kind of relying on his credit, but his credit was super bad. So his dad had to co-sign and we ended up getting our own apartment. And yeah, we kind of had a, you know, we were finally able to kind of have our own space. 
um, I don't know if you really even got to enjoy the space because we worked so many hours that when we were at home, all we wanted to do was sleep. I, I don't even know if I was really able to enjoy being in the apartment because after that, around, I'm going to say around January, February, I had received some news gynecological news that you know they had found cells on my cervix that could be linked to cervical cancer and I got scared (laughs) so I told him like hey I want I know it's soon but I would like to at least try to have one child if this is really you know cancer so by May 2015 um, I was pregnant before that I had a miscarriage I just don't really want to talk about that because it's still kind of a, it's been years and it's still kind of a sore thing for me to talk about. So May 2015, uh, we were pregnant. We announced when I was 12 weeks in July 2015 that I was pregnant and we were, we were really happy, but we realized that our apartment might not be ideal for a baby. So we ended our lease. Uh, we paid off all the stuff that, you know, for the rest of the months, we, we paid it off. So no one got in trouble. No one got, you know, any, in any credit issues. And we, um, we got a house. We rented a house from his uncle. And yeah, we were like, finally, you know, we had our own big backyard, had our dogs. And um, baby had a room. It was a three bedroom, two bath. And we, we love that place. We still love that. I still miss that place. I really do miss that place. And in 2016, January, um, our first daughter was born. And she had a really tough time in the hospital. And he used all his work time to kind of stay with us in the hospital because it was really bad. She was having seizures. Um, yeah, she had jaundice. It was, I cried. I mean, I spent so many nights just crying in the hospital. But I feel like this is where the beginning of our relationship really kind of started to slowly unravel because I was at home with the baby a lot and I was I got really overwhelmed very quickly and I was kind of doing everything else at the same time I was doing like paying bills blah 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 I was overwhelmed, but it wasn't too bad. I was more overwhelmed because I, it, I was new to it. And the, the more used to what I got, the better it got. So when I found my groove, I found that it wasn't as hard. We did argue from time to time, but it really wasn't that bad. It was more like, you know, small petty things. Um, Yeah, but after that, a little bit after that, we decided that well, maybe we should buy a house. So yeah, we moved in had our baby January 2016 and December 2016 we bought a house and it was a house that was built in 1920 and it was probably one of the biggest regrets that we ever had because when a house is a an entire century old you don't realize how bad things are in here you know what I mean like there was panel all over the walls. There was drop ceiling and we would always kind of be curious. 
And the more we said, okay, we were going to start doing construction on it. Every time we opened it up, it was like a new issue. And we were like, and you know, and the contractors would be like, well, that's kind of what you get with, you know, having a century old house. And I'm like, oh man, I, I would never do this again. The house still isn't even, it's been almost seven years and the house still isn't even at a spot that I want it to be. But I'm slowly doing it and I'm slowly turning it into a space that I love. So we move into the house and he gets a new job at a warehouse. I'm still at home with the baby and, you know, things are going okay. We have our arguments and um, it it kind of got really, really a, a little bit bad. Like I was, I was tired all the time because I was doing all the cleaning, all the cooking, all the child stuff. Um, I was starting to pay all the bills and, and, and everything else. And I was just like, hey, I'm getting exhausted. Um, I need some help. And I never really got the help. I mean, the fights were really bad. Like, we were throwing things at each other. It was really, really bad. But things got way more worse after we had our second that was that was I think when the peak of it was because I definitely remember being like I need space and like walking away and he would follow me he always followed me and I would hate that I hate being followed when I say I need space because I'd say I know who I am when I'm angry I'm not very nice I have you know I'm I'm just I don't want to be mean and he would follow me I remember him throwing stuff at me. I've put my hands on him. I'm, I'm not even saying that proudly. I have put my hands on that man. I have broken a mirror with my fists because I felt cornered. And it just, it never, it's just, I don't, we just, there's no even nice way to say it. We just, we're, we weren't kind to each other. We probably should have gotten therapy right then and there. Or just divorced because after every fight I would say we should divorce we're not compatible and he would say no we're not divorcing I would say yeah no we're, we're divorcing we're reversing like half the time I would say it because I meant it like we are not compatible but then the other half of the time admittedly I would say it just to hurt him and I have to admit that and I have to own up to that that I would say that just to hurt him and I feel like once you're saying stuff just to hurt your partner, it's it's doomed. It's just there's no coming back from it, you know? Anyway, let's get back to having my second. I had really bad postpartum depression with my second. Because I remember going to my six-week appointment, sitting down in my doctor's office, and she said, Well, how are you doing? And I just started, I just burst into tears. Because I, I was so overwhelmed. And... The more that I stayed home with two kids, my daughter is two, my my other one's a newborn, they're both in diapers, I remember like really feeling awful, like I couldn't sleep, I mentally I felt, I, I didn't feel right within myself, and I would say to him like, hey, I am drowning, I'm drowning, I need help. I'm doing all the cleaning, all the house stuff, all the kids. 
you get to kind of come home and he was helping me on and off of the kids when he got onto to be fair too he worked an hour away so it was hard for him you know but what made me grow resentful is i would say i'm drowning i need help and i was met with silence like there was no well how can i help you there was no what do you need me to do it was just kind of silence and now that i'm out of it i realize that he did not know what exactly to do but it still kind of made me feel like oh well i guess i don't matter I definitely remember one day being told, um, well, you should just go to therapy. I don't think he meant it in a way where it was malicious or dismissive. But me being in that vulnerable state, that's how I took it. Like, well, whatever, just just go get therapy. Jesus, you know, that's how I took it. I don't think that's how he meant it. But again, I was in such a vulnerable state. I was like, two kids diapers one's got an autism diagnosis and i'm doing all the early intervention by myself i'm doing all the school stuff by myself i'm doing the psychology by myself i'm taking care of the house by myself and i just felt i felt run down all the time i found myself in my closet as i as i'm sitting right now recording it just like this crying because i just i was so overwhelmed that I felt like my brain was going to explode and I should go back to the autism stuff because at this time around this time our daughter had turned two and she was barely talking and when we took her to the pediatrician for her her yearly checkup she said I think that it's time that we try and get her evaluated and the word autism was thrown around a bunch And I remember coming home and sitting in bed and crying about that because I just, you never know how to deal with a diagnosis like autism, you know? Like I remember laying in bed thinking people are going to be mean to my kid. Kids are going to, kids can be cruel. People are going to be mean to her. People are going to take advantage of her. I'm scared. I just want her to be okay. And I just remember sitting in bed and crying and crying and being alone and not having any comfort and that again added to my my resentment of him because I don't think I don't remember him being very comforting to me during that and that further added to the resentment that I was building up on the inside slowly but surely I was realizing that I couldn't count on him very much I would say, hey, could you do this? It would not get done unless I was kind of on him, almost like a parent being like, do it, do it. You need to do this. Have you done it? Have you done your homework yet? You need to do your homework. That's kind of how it felt for a while. And I distinctly remember in an argument, I said, you look around and you have me. I look around and I have no one. That's Those are the words I used. And I don't know if he ever really took in what I said by that. Because the more resentful I got, man, the meaner I got. I was, I got so mean. I would say things 
just to hurt him even even worse than we need to get divorced just to hurt him i would just say things again not pride accountability so we're 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 breaking down our marriage is breaking our marriage is breaking down and then comes quarantine march 2020 covid uh quite possibly the worst year (laughs) of my life and probably the worst year of his too because now that we were in each other's space 24 7 it was it was it was horrible for us we were arguing every single day we didn't tell anyone that we were arguing every day but we were we were arguing all the time it, it, it took very little to trigger us into fighting being around each other every day was astronomically toxic and bad each of us would trigger the other the fights were god awful so i felt very isolated because i was a stay-at-home mom now for about four years and so i downloaded a anonymous chat app i downloaded it first i want to make that very clear because this app has played a very huge part in the failure of our marriage so i wanted to make it very clear that it was not a dating app it is an app where you talk to people anonymously um yeah i did it first because i was lonely and i didn't have anyone to talk to and and i was i just wanted to talk to people i hadn't had much adult interaction other than probably him and the interactions with him were very toxic so yeah i i downloaded it first and it was possibly the worst decision i ever made because i told him about it and now we were both on it and we were on it all day every day we were talking to different people we were not talking to each other always someone new and we just we just lost sight of each other and i remember being like hey i think this app is really bad for us and we need to get off of it and he would kind of sit there and be like no they're my friends i'm not getting off but i would say oh well if you're not getting off i'm not getting off and it would kind of go back and forth like that like i remember bringing it up probably 15 to 18 times that we needed to get off well i would say be fair i would say you need to get off of it and if you get off i would get off and he would he would be like no these are my friends so i'd say okay well i'm not getting off it either eventually again that did not help with our marriage it broke us down even more and um i had talked to somebody on the app that was like you know because i was telling the person i was telling him it was a man it was a man just to be honest about the breakdown on my marriage and he said you know what worked for me and my wife we had an open marriage i thought open marriage i was like did it did it help he's like yeah it helped we realized that we just you know what i mean this worked for us we would go out do whatever come back and and feel happy around each other so i was like went online (laughs) read about it and it was kind of like a 50 50 shot with open marriages um sometimes it worked sometimes it made things worse I'm just going to give you five seconds to think which one happened to us. So I approached it with him and I said, hey, 
I read about this. These people said it worked. What do you think? And he said, I mean, we could try it. And I was like, okay. So for a while, I was on some hookup apps. He was on some hookup apps. Um, every man, I, I, I had the easiest time and not hooking up, believe it or not. I had the, the easiest time finding offers <laughs> because every time they'd be like, come to my place, you know, don't you want a blank, blank, blank? And I'd be like, no, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my husband to go first. Cause he's just, he's a man. He has a much harder time than I do. When the truth of the fact of it is, is that I was scared. I really was. In my mind, I was like, well, I can't take it back now. I'm the one who approached with this idea. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I feel uncomfortable going to some strange man's house and meeting just for something casual. I remember looking in the mirror going, am am I a casual person? I don't don't think I am. I would always say, I want my husband to go first. I want my husband to go first. So I would say... So I ended up not meeting anyone. He, on the other hand, met up with a girl. They had coffee and then they kissed. And when he came home, I cried and I got jealous. And then after I cried, I got jealous and I threw a fit. I said, I apologized and I said, I'm the one who brought it up. So I have no right to be mad about it. And then he said, okay. So we get back to the whole, yeah, I'm in an open marriage oh come to my place no my husband has to go first so we're we're back in this I am you know I'm putting on makeup I'm taking pictures online I'm not doing anything I'm just trying to feel normal about myself I was trying to just feel good about myself but I did not meet up with anyone just to be clear I hadn't met up with anyone He came home one day and said, I'm going to go meet this older woman at a hotel. It'll just be a quick thing. And I'll come home the next morning at 11 a.m. after checkout. And I cried all night. And eventually I said, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to do that. that. That makes me jealous and I don't want you to go. And he didn't go. And he was kind of having a little huff about it because, again, it was my idea. The whole open marriage thing was my idea. And eventually I kind of sucked it up and I was like, "Okay, you're right. It was my idea. You should go. And he was like, well, she already found someone else. So I was like, well, dang, she has people lined up. Good for her, you know. But that the open marriage thing did not make anything better. He was talking to people. I was talking to people. Um... I don't think it makes me any better that I did not meet up with anyone else. But I mean, I was still talking to people. I don't, I'm not on any high horse. I just get to say, even though I'm the one that brought up the open marriage, I didn't meet anyone. I didn't go and physically meet up with anyone. That's the only thing I get to say. Does that make me better than him? No, it doesn't because it was my fault in the first place. And I have to respect, you know, the responsibility for that. But yeah, after that whole thing, I decided I sat him down. I was like, I don't want I don't want to do that anymore. I don't like the idea of you going out and meeting anyone else. I'm I'm not doing it because it makes me uncomfortable. So I just think we should stop. And he said, okay. So 
around this time we were we were trying to do therapy you know we had we had decided that we we're going to do therapy and i wasn't very open with the therapist and the, and I, i'm going to explain why the more i spoke to her the more it felt to me that she was not listening to me it felt like she was more interested in what he had to say and when i realized that after probably the first or second session i just shut down completely and i don't think i gave therapy a real chance because again it didn't feel like she was hearing me it felt like she was hearing him so in my mind at the time i'm thinking well if you're not going to hear me then i'm just going to shut up and that's just <laughs> that's just my immature brain not being you know i should have stood up and i should have said hey i feel like i'm not being heard here but instead i kind of sat down and i i stayed quiet while he was talking a lot because i felt like she wasn't hearing me and in my mind i was like well what's the point again that one's on me i probably should have really let her know that i didn't feel heard but i didn't eventually that kind of phased out because i was just like well she didn't hear me she won't hear me she's only listening to you so i don't want to do any of that anymore because i want a therapist that's going to be fair and i don't feel like she was fair in truth and in fact i don't feel like i gave it the real shot again i'm reiterating i just don't feel like i i gave it enough of my energy so after that major fail we fast forward we're still doing the same thing every day we're fighting <laughs> throwing stuff where you know we're 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 i try to leave the house he tries to yank me out of my car before i leave i try to he's locked me in my bedroom there's there's just what well, we're going back and forth i'm in his face he's in my face i you know what i mean it's just toxicity 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 and our children are witnessing this and every time i think about that every time i think about my children witnessing that i automatically start crying because every time i think to myself god i have destroyed hopefully not but every time i think about it i think god they're going to remember that they're going to remember us fighting like cats and dogs and not getting it together but we're going to we're going to move on from that and we're going to talk about our trip to jamaica so um his sister had offered to take us to jamaica because there was some stuff going down there with my family and she's like well why don't we all just make it into a trip so before we get down there uh we sit down and we say hey this is going to be a clean slate let's let jamaica be the clean slate where we try and we listen to each other and we really give this a shot we agree we get down there and he's on the phone all the time i'm on my phone not too much cuz I, I i am still kind of like talking to people on and off but i would still tell him like hey i'm going to go and hang out with my husband i remember definitely saying that a bunch of times but he was on his phone probably 24/7 enough for my own mother to say hey he's he's on his phone a lot like we were up high in the suites and my mom pulled me aside and was like he was on his phone so much that he didn't realize that or 3-year-old and 5-year-old at the time were on the balcony by themselves and they could have climbed up and just you know what i mean it was dangerous for them to be 
because her three-year-old was a climber and she was like that scared me because he's just always on his phone and he's not watching the kids he's not you know he's just on the phone and I didn't really know what to tell my mom because I was kind of embarrassed I didn't know what to say but she noticed that he was on his phone on that same app we the very last day they had almost like a walkway into into where there's like a big gazebo and he said do you want to go and take a walk there and I said absolutely and we go down there we take a walk and we're holding hands and I'm taking I'm trying to take pictures of us and in every picture I have of us and I didn't share those he's on his phone he's there's no he's not off of that phone giving me any time he's just on that phone talking to them and I, I got upset I didn't let him know that I was upset I was just like I'm oh I'm done with this you know I, I just want to go home so we get on a flight vacation over we get home that night we're asleep in bed I wake up at 2.30 in the morning and he's up he's on the app and I get extremely upset I say what are you doing like it's 2.30 you have work the next morning why are you up and he said and and I'm going to quote you I need to be there for her she needs me and I said you don't even you don't even know who that is bro he's like well she's my friend and I'm like I'm your wife and I'm telling you to please come off of your phone and go to bed and you're just like well no she's she needs me (sighs) bad argument really really bad argument just just overall awful eventually it, it, it just goes back to square one we're arguing all the time all the time april comes i'm tired we're still arguing he's t- i'm sure he's tired i'm sure he's exhausted of it all and one day i said we should just divorce we should just divorce and he came home that night in april just want you to know there's a timestamp on this april 2021 he said okay let's get divorced and i said fabulous (laughs) awesome it's about time so after i did that the weight of that really kind of hit me because then i started to imagine myself the same age as my daughter five and my dad left when i when i was that age and I remember crying for my dad every single night. And eventually, I just I just started crying like, what am I doing? What am I doing, you know? What am I what am I doing to my kids? I'm like, why can't we make it work? Like we have to make it work. We have to make it work for our kids. So I call him crying and I say, "Can we try? Can we try again? Let, let's really let, let's really really try. Let's really try and give therapy a try let's do let's do our best for our kids and he said well I have to think about it and I said okay I okay I called at 1 p.m that day he came home 9 p.m that day he'd worked late at the warehouse and he said I 
my stomach's in knots he was crying and he said I just I don't want to be with you I want to be with her and that started a whole argument more crying more crying and during the middle of the argument I figured out that her was not the same girl as the one where he had woken up at 2 30 because I thought it was the same girl this was a completely different girl um found out that she lived in Ohio um I cried and I cried and I cried I spent days crying and I called my mom and I said to my mom he doesn't want to be with me anymore he wants to be with someone else and I sat down for a second and I cried again after I said that because I had choked it out and I said to my mom I think that after hearing me badger him on about divorcing there's only so much a human being can take before they just they're done they're done I told my mom that I was like I'm I am accepting my side of the responsibility for this because if someone keeps in your ear I want a divorce I want a divorce I want a divorce you're gonna eventually just say you know what have your divorce have it it's fine have it I at this point I'm exhausted have your divorce so as sad as it made me I had to accept that I was the main reason we were getting divorced it was it was my fault it was my fault so slowly but surely I was like okay um I'm still hurting but I understand inside I'm resentful because I'm like you don't even know her you've only been talking to her online for one month I'm your wife (laughs) you chose her over me okay but I'm trying I'm really am trying and again I that most of that was my fault there's again he's a human being he can only take so much of hearing that his wife wants a divorce before he actually starts believing it and being like okay I'm gonna just give it to her done that was what I wanted so I got what I wanted and I regretted it in that moment so I had to deal with the consequences of that but slowly but surely you know I rushed and I got onto an actual dating app Mm, things were kind of god it's rough out here for single people let me tell you but as soon as I kind of explain the situation that I'm still living with my husband and we're going to get a divorce uh, men ran or they would say things like I kid you not one message was just sex that's it just sex and I thought Jesus this is going to be a rough go of it um, and during that time I was doing stuff that I liked like I went to archery classes I got my nails done I got my toes done I got my hair done I went to do horseback riding lessons I tried to fill my days with things that I've always wanted to try especially since I learned to drive the prior year I learned to drive in November 2020 and I was like you know what the world's my oyster I'm gonna 
do things that I've always wanted to do but been scared to do. So I started to, you know, I started to do all that. I decided to try and go back to school. Applied for um, Georgia State. Or, you know, yeah, okay, I pretty much just told you what state I live in, but here we are. Um, applied for there, got in, had problems with advisors, decided to drop out of that, look for a new school. Anyway, so around March 2020, March, around May, May 2021, this is what happens when you derail from the script, but May 2021, met a guy, uh, he was an older guy, seemed fun, first date was really fun, um, second date, I, I went over to his house and I, nothing happened, just being clear here, nothing happened, it was just supposed to be a hangout sleep go home nothing happened but i call on facetime to tell my kids good night and he's overhearing everything and my soon-to-be ex-husband says i just want you to know i still love you and he overhears that (laughs) doesn't say anything to me you know what i mean sleep wake up we have breakfast everything's fine you know we go out we have breakfast it was great and I decided to take a nap on the couch I wake up and he's gone and he texts me like hey I'd like you to leave because I overheard your husband say that he still loves you and rightfully I just don't want to get in the middle of that and I pack all my stuff I leave I'm blazing home crying because I'm like, first of all, you could have told me that to my face. You're much older. You're almost 40 at that point. You couldn't have just said to me, hey, just I just don't want to get in the middle of that. Just as a just like a, as a as an adult man. Anyways, I get home and I walk right up to him and I said, You are never going to have me again. You are never going to have me again. Don't you're never going to. When you chose the other woman it hurt me but I decided to let go and I did I did it it took a little bit of time it took much shorter time than I thought but I think my mind was like if the person you want wants someone else it's time to let go of those feelings there's nothing that you can do you have to just respectfully let go and I think that metaphorically in my mind I dug a hole, I put any sort of feelings that I had for him, I, I covered it and I said, I wish you well, and I walked away from it because I felt the more I looked at him, the less I felt. I used to feel his great warmth when I looked at him, especially with my kids, and after that whole thing had gone down where he had chosen someone else, rightfully so, because you know he had said that he didn't know where it what side of me he was going to get and he's true it's very true he he had a lot to deal with me he had a lot on his plate when it came to me but when that happened I said I have to let him go and I did and I didn't have any more feelings left and I was angry because I said I gave you your space to be with her you you needed to give me my space to try something else and that made me really really upset so we had a big argument about it because two weeks prior, and I forgot to mention that because I didn't want to, I really didn't want to mention it. But the truth is, is that she she said she didn't want to be with him and they had broken up. So he was 
he was kind of back to square one so i don't know and i don't want to put that on him i don't know if he was lonely or if he really did miss me i still don't know and i, I never asked so the whole twice in that year 2021 we had major major arguments about getting back together because he had tried numerous times there was one time where he had a ring and it wasn't even my wedding ring he was trying to repropose to me with a ring and i thought you're ridiculous you're ridiculous i already told you that i have no feelings for you this is ridiculous you need to get up and that ensued like a whole argument there was one more time again where he was trying i don't remember how that went down but i remember there being two times where he tried to get back together and i wasn't having any of it but we were again still being toxic it never got better eventually i applied for another school i got into that school i actually had uh, an advisor that was great for me <laughs> so good for me he helped me out he helped me he registered for me my classes because i had no idea how to do it and i remember thinking this is a school for me because this this advisor not that he did it for me was more like he was so willing to help he was like whatever you don't understand whereas the other school there was just like figure it out i hope I, you know i hope you get to register he helped me with my student loans he helped me register for class i wish i remembered his name but yeah really great guy so i eventually registered for school and i was going to do clinical lab technology and i was going to start in february 2022 before that though i was on and off of the dating apps right i would download and i would and i would delete and i would download and i would delete and i would meet someone and it would go great for two for about two months of just talking and they would never want to meet and i'd be like this is ridiculous or there was one of them that he said he just wanted to be friends and i was like completely okay with that and we were friends like good friends for two months and until like the very last of our friendship he'd kissed me and apparently his wife found out about that and he was let me just back up he said that he was in the same spot i was i've learned my lesson from this now when a man says he separated i don't know if i very well believe him because i was separated and that's how i thought about it i said well i'm separated and i'm in the same spot you are who am i to assume anything bad about you because i'm in this it, it, it's kind of hypocritical for me to be like well i don't believe you but you believe me you know uh yeah so we finally kissed and he was like my wife found out about us and i was like oh you're okay cool and she's angry so that means that you aren't separated right that means that there isn't divorce in the cards because he would complain and i've learned a lesson now that not to believe any of those men because he might be separated but she might not be i again on and off the apps i would get random messages like girl you so pretty and i'll be like oh thanks and it'll be like mm, so what color your nipples or something like that i know you've seen the meme but it's like oh god here we go i finally get back on in january of 2022 i'm scheduled to start school in february and i'm going through and i'm like ugh uh profile's awful profile's awful and then i finally i finally see one and his you know how you have like a tagline the tagline is oxtails 
as a Jamaican, I was just like, the heck does this white boy know about oxtails? So I messaged him and I literally said, what do you know about oxtails? And he was like, ah, I love oxtails. Jamaican food is the best. And that was like the very first message, probably two or three days before my daughter's first, um, sorry, sixth birthday in late January. And we hit it off immediately. We exchanged Snapchats because I was like, I don't know if I want to give this person my number. So we exchanged snaps and we're snapping and talking all day, all day. We're, 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 we're talking Eventually, I give him my number and we're on the phone for two days, just on the phone talking. Eventually, he was like, hey, do you want to go to lunch tomorrow? And I was like, hmm, okay. He was like, well, where do you want to go? And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't, I, first of all, I'm going to spend my own money. I don't know you. I don't know if you think that I'm going, I'm going to give you something if you spend money on me. It's my, kind of my rule of thumb where I always do a cheap first date because I don't want to get all dressed up, looking hot, and then you get there and you're a dud. Absolutely not. I meet him. It, the first date went great. We did. We went to Chili's. <laughs> we went bowling. And then we went for a walk. And and then we kissed and it was, it was great. I mean, it's almost been like a whirlwind because ever since we met... And at our first date, we've kind of been stuck together like glue. The relationship with him has been great. But he has seen me have these up and downs with my soon-to-be ex-husband. Because he knows the situation. And yeah, he's he's been there for me for a lot of that. Eventually, I said, hey, I love this man. I don't want to tiptoe anymore. I don't. I don't want to tiptoe because it feels like I'm cheating on you. Tiptoeing and not telling anyone when I really am not because he knows about my boyfriend but from the very first time I went on a date with us and I'm going on a date I really like this guy and then they eventually meet and I said do you like him he said yes and I could and I say good because I, I'm in love with him I've never been one to hide from him or anything like I've always been upfront because we still live together and there's some modicum of respect that we have to have with each other so I was very upfront and honest about him and I said I think it's time that we started telling people that we're getting divorced because I'm not going to be showing up to family functions anymore. I don't want anyone to ask you questions and you don't know what to say. You know, like if you are at a family function, I'm at, I'm at my boyfriend's, how do you explain that? So I said, I think it's time for us to, to start being honest and telling people. And he told one side of the family and they were super respectful about it all. They were like, you know what? divorces happen and we just want you guys to be good co-parents and I respect that because that's how I feel about the whole thing but the other side of the family and not all of them just specific people said oh well we knew she was cheating on you because she was taking pictures of herself in makeup on Facebook and it looked fishy and I remember hearing that and I remember thinking, I wasn't, I wasn't even the one who did anything. I just felt like garbage about myself all the time. And those pictures, like dressing up and feeling good about myself was like the one thing a day that brought a little bit of happiness to make me feel like, wow, I still look good even though I've had two kids and gained 20, 30 pounds. I still look good. 
It was just to make me feel good about myself. And they said, oh, we knew she cheated. And he, no matter what he said, he said she didn't cheat. Well, she, we know she cheated. No, no, no. She did not cheat. Oh, well, we know she did. At that point, they were, they were saying that stuff in front of my kids. And I called him and I said, I don't care what you and them say about me. You guys can talk bad about me. I'm cool with that. I really, it, it doesn't change the price of rice for me. But what you're not going to do is talk about me like that in front of my children. Absolutely not. Because my children are not going to suffer or hear bad things about their mom when I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good mom. I am a lot of things that are not very nice that I am not proud of. But I am a good mom because I do my best. So you don't get to talk like that about me in front of my children. And I told, I put my foot down and I said, if they're going to talk like that about me in front of them, then they don't get to see them. If you see my children, you spend time with my children in the moment and you concentrate on having a good time with them. It Don't take it as a time to shit talk about me absolutely not you're I'm not giving you the satisfaction of that so I said did you tell them all the stuff you did to make it fair and he was like well they wouldn't even listen to me and I thought you know what that's fine I have been in therapy I have admitted I had sat down with him and I said I am I'm apologizing for all that you have had to go through with me no human being should have to go through that And I apologize sincerely from my heart. And I hope that you are able to find some sort of healing from this apology because you should have never had to deal with that. I should have healed before I ever even thought about getting in another relationship. I should have taken care of all of my trauma before dumping it all on you. And I apologize for that. So right now where we're at is we're trying hard. To co-parent in a respectful way. I just hit um, my one year anniversary with my boyfriend who I'm totally in love with. I am I'm a, I'm a personal care aide um, part time. I'm in school part time. I'm full time taking care of my kids and you know helping them with their therapy and stuff. I'm at a point now where I am inching closer towards my independence and I cannot wait to grasp it but that by no means means that I wish bad for him I don't honestly my wish for him is that he finds someone really good who understands him better than I ever could who loves him and loves my children just as much and I really, really wish him all the best. I have I have nothing nothing bad left in me for him. Because I want my children to see us and say, Mom and Dad didn't work out. Mom and Dad got a divorce. But Mom and Dad always respected each other. Mom and Dad were always there for us. They were always on our team, regardless of anything. So that's where I'm at that's that's where I'm at so I want to end it by saying he is a great dad he helped me build our house 
and our life. He helped me get my green card. He helped me get my citizenship. He's been helping me get my mom here. He's doing his very best to be fair with me by not leaving me high and dry, even though he very well could. He wants to make sure that I am on my feet so that when we do part ways, I'll be able to handle this house and all that comes with it on my own. He is not a bad person. He's just not my person anymore. And I wish him all the best. Now, if you would like to send your divorce story to me, we can we can talk about it. I would like you to keep it as anonymous as possible. You know, because it is still a private story. So if you feel like you want to send your divorce story to me, you can do it at S W E E P E A 009 at gmail.com. That's going to be my temporary for now because I haven't made an email for this yet. But let's just send it to that one for now and then we can talk about it later. Um, I hope you enjoyed this because it was, even if you didn't, it was quite healing for me to kind of tell the story and to really kind of own up to what I've did, what I've done. And it's, it's become quite healing for me to talk about it. So I, I hope it's healing for you too. I love you all. And yeah, I'll see you on the flip side.